Hey there, beautiful, and welcome to episode two of the True To You podcast. Today, I thought we'd get a little gritty and dive headfirst into one of my favorite subjects, being brave over perfect. It's going to be a good one. Are you ready? This is the True To You podcast, your very own work bestie. Each week, we come together for honest conversations about reinventing yourself and your career, all while navigating a path towards meaningful work. I'm your host, Ruby Marsh. Let's do this. Hello, hello. I hope you are very well today. It's a rather rainy, windy winter's day here, and as I'm recording this, it feels like the perfect day to be doing so. As I was sitting down to prepare notes for today's episode, I was actually reminded of a talk that I did earlier this year. I thought it would be fun to rewind the clock and revisit that talk, which was originally given at the Fee Collective Event 4. And to give you some context, Fee Collective is a beautiful bi-monthly gathering of female business owners here in Newcastle, where we get to share stories and talk life and business. Fee Collective, Fee being short for female, is the creation of the very multi-talented woman, Sarah Spence, Amongst her work as a designer and creator of Fee, Sarah co-owns a jewellery brand called Kate and Cole. Sarah invited me to speak alongside Harriet of Newcastle Mamas and Chol of jewellery brand Blue Beetle Co. The theme of the evening was about sharing our respective business journeys, the highs, the lows, the wins and the lessons. So here we go. Here is Fee Collective Talk 4 which was all about being brave over perfect. Okay, being slightly rebellious, I decided to tell my story tonight in reverse. Sorry, Sarah. Rather than go step by step from the beginning of my business to now, I'm going to start by sharing what I teach. Because, of course, what I teach my clients is ultimately a reflection of my own journey and the lessons I've learned going from architect to a life and career coach. I'll finish at the end with a little bit about how I got to be here right now. My hope is that by sharing this with you, you will be inspired to get in the arena, as Brene Brown would say. Take those small steps and be brave over perfect. Now, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure most of you know that this is true about you. Deep down, if you asked yourself this question, you'd say, yeah, that's me. You are capable of making a difference, of being bold and of changing more than you are willing to admit. If you're wondering, that quote is a little truth bomb from Mr. Seth Godin. But isn't it true, though? I know exactly why you are here tonight. You're surrounded by all of these amazing women because you have a fire in your belly to do work that matters, be it in your community, your family, your business or your work. 
If I could sum up work that matters, and that's another golden catchphrase, for me, it would look a little like helping women every day embrace the fear so that they can create impact, feel more confident to contribute via their work. Ultimately, I want you to feel passionate about your career so we can wake up every day and feel excited. But too often I hear this phrase, I want to feel more passionate about my work. Notice I didn't say I'm going to help you turn your passion into your career. And this is a really important distinction because turning your passion into your career isn't what I'm here to teach you tonight. Now, I could be wrong, but don't you feel like this is an idea that was sold way too much? Turn your passion into a full-time gig. Enjoy the laptop lifestyle. Make 50k a month living in Bali. We see it all the time on social media. And despite being sold this idea, what I've come to know is that's not everyone's goal. For most of us, it's really simple. We just want to turn up to work and feel like we're making a difference, however that looks. Can I get a show of hands tonight? Who wants that too? Now, back to Mr. Seth Godin. Seth has some pretty good ideas on passion and how waiting for perfect, this before that, lets us off the hook and... We hide. We hide from doing the work we want to be doing and being happy doing it. He says that waiting for the right job to match your level of passion is just a form of hiding. And hiding limits our capacity to contribute. How many times have you heard yourself say, I just need to find the right job? But what if this worked in reverse? What if we found ways to contribute first and be passionate now? Perhaps you'd feel different about your work right now. But of course, to contribute, you'll need to be visible and you'll need to share your voice. And when we show up, when we take up space and bring our ideas to the table, This is actually what creates trust and attention. And when you have the trust and attention of the world around you, you will feel confident and you'll feel like you have the capacity to create impact. Okay, so you're probably saying by now, I love all these truth bombs. That sounds really nice, Ruby, but I'm really stuck right now and I don't know what to go to next. So let's talk about clarity then, because clarity and being clear is the opposite of being stuck. But too often I find, and I was one of these people once, I used to wait and wait and wait for clarity to show up. We sit in meditation hoping for that elusive download or a sign from the universe. Or the other one I hear a lot is, I think I need to think about it more. More thinking. More thinking will help. I'm sure of it. Just to clarify, though, I'm not dissing meditation. 
And in fact, I am a big proponent of meditation, especially any stillness or awareness practice. I think that's a necessity in this day and age. But what if we didn't wait? What if we pursued small actions or small projects as a way of gaining clarity, not waiting for clarity? What if this helped us navigate change by being in the action rather than being consumed by overwhelm? Just think about that for a second. What if that was a possibility? What if the actions that you took every day helped you get clearer and clearer and clearer? One of my favorite quotes by another guru of mine is Marie Folio, and she sums this idea up perfectly. Clarity comes from action and everything is figure outable. While we're in the action, there are two key things we want to focus on. And these two things have helped me navigate change and help me gain more clarity. So the first one is we need to look at ways to cut out the noise day to day. And by the noise, I mean too many inputs. We have so much opportunity to consume these days, so many ways of learning and growing. But after a while, it can start to blur all into one and become a lot of noise for us. And unfortunately, where that might lead us is into this comparison trap. We become really distracted. We start to react and feel actually overwhelmed. So that overwhelm that we feel from not making a decision can also come from these places as well. So if we carve out time to get quiet and disconnect in order to connect, then we can manage our energy. We won't feel so overwhelmed. And in fact, to go back to meditation, I believe this is a perfect place and a perfect practice for doing that. The second thing we should focus on in this process towards finding more clarity and taking action to do so is you'll need to create necessity around your dream. And whether you are about to start a side business or transition into a new career this year, you are going to need to look at how you are going to move that dream, if that is your dream, you are going to need to look at how you're going to move that dream onto your current plate, not have it on another plate over here, which we too often do. That's the one day or the someday place and accommodate it right now. So those are the two things that are going to help you gain more clarity and create more action in your life, cutting out the noise and raising the necessity. And second to that, Create small milestones. So reconfirm your priorities and your boundaries around your time and really commit to planning. These are essentials, especially if these are new ideas and we're embracing things that out of, are out of our comfort zone. Oftentimes these structures will really help us do that. And then take these small steps 
and put yourself out in the world. Do things and create opportunities that are going to give you feedback from others because their feedback is also what's going to give you some clarity. So that is what I like to call being brave, not perfect. It's about creating contribution and necessity around your dreams. Here's the second part I promised you tonight. I was going to actually dive into a little bit about my story and my journey. I told you I would. So how did I get here and why am I on this stage right now talking to all you amazing women? So about six years ago, I made a very wild decision to leave my work as a full-time architect. I was living in Sydney at the time on the beautiful northern beaches with my now husband John and working with some very notable clients in high-end residential architecture. On paper it was dream clients and really dream work but for about a year and I was probably 10 years, 11 years into my career including my study and registering as an architect I got to this point around my 30th birthday and it was about a year of grappling with this feeling that something wasn't quite right with this career path that I was on. I could see that something wasn't right because at the same time my body was really stressed and I actually felt quite disconnected. So I'd created enough awareness through uh, beginning yoga and meditation and some of these beautiful awareness practices that also allow us to be more in our body. I really realized that I was quite disconnected from the reason why I started my career in the first place and my values ultimately. And too often I had realized that within my work, it was not about being brave before perfect, but it was about being perfect first before being brave. And for me, I started to realize this was really constraining me and constraining me creatively. I really longed for that feeling of freedom that we get through rebellious, relentless creation I thought a change of scenery in the architecture world might fix this problem and I turned my hand to freelancing as a retail designer for a year or so. It was fast paced but often cookie cutter and of course I didn't feel like a cultural fit there either but it was good because I was experimenting and trying new things. After a year of this work with fast fashion brands, I longed for a deeper connection with my work. I said to myself, if I'm going to be doing this 40 plus hours a week, then I need to be connected to it. I dived into a lot of personal development work around this time. I did a business course before I even had a business because... I knew that perhaps that was going to come down the line and I could see my values shifting as well. I, I knew that the brands I'd been working with 
weren't the ones I really felt connected to. And instead, I wanted to work with brands or partner with companies that were so much more than their products. I thought that would be in the design industry too. But very quickly, I found my sweet spot and my beautiful tribe after making another bold move and jumping in the trenches working on the retail floor for what I would call the world's most powerful technical yoga brand, Lululemon. I gained incredible experience in that time, which ended up being five years with this brand. I had the opportunity to develop teams and individuals, and I really immersed myself in the practices that underpin what I would now call conscious business and This is really what Lululemon stood for, was this type of business model. Of course, with all of this under my belt, I was led straight to the work I do with women today. My evolution as a life coach actually started out as a holistic beauty blog with my best friend. So you can see... Uh, from this story that I did a lot of experimenting and a lot of small projects uh, to gain clarity on what I wanted to do next. After a couple of years of this blog, my uh, best friend and I parted ways on the blog front. We are still best friends today. And I decided to create my own digital space that offered private coaching and courses, which I decided to balance with some really deep offline connection. I was recognizing that it was very easy to be in front of a computer and just rely on that solely for a source of connecting with the women that I wanted to help. And so I created lots of workshops over the past few years, and that has evolved into now some speaking. They say that starting a business is its very own personal development journey. And I can definitely say that there were a number of times, and I still need to practice that, I still practice it, being brave over perfect Okay, there you have it, friends. That was my fee collective talk from March. As this was around a 20-minute presentation, I was only able to give the audience that night a snapshot of my journey. So there is so much more to the last five or six years and transitioning out of my career as an architect that I'm very excited to share with you in the future and hope that it also will help inspire your transitions and reinventions. And I'll be diving into that deeper into upcoming episodes. But for now, I'm going to sign off. I really hope you have a beautiful week. And remember that little motto, brave, not perfect. Okay, bye for now.